everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, Yes or No. Here we go. Decisions are made. Consequences follow. If you say yes, there may be hope for tomorrow. But behind every no, there is a little disappointment. Truth is, none of us always make the right decisions. Living life to the fullest, you face some ups and downs. But pressing towards your goals and meeting them should turn a frown into a smile. Feelings will come and go. Expect different emotions when saying yes or no. But don't choose to operate in fear. Have faith in your decisions and your pathway will get clearer. Patience is a virtue. It is a true virtue. Pray for godly wisdom and let him guide you. Sometimes you may miss the mark. Just try again, but never give up. Saying yes or no is a part of life's journey. So say these words with confidence and be content in knowing that you already have the victory. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And I will not be before you long. As a matter of fact, I literally was just doing a recording and accidentally started the introduction with welcome to the dear future hubby podcast and well i didn't get that far i just said to the dear and then i caught myself and i kind of chuckled because i was like wow i must really really miss i must really really miss the podcast so i said that to say i hope that y'all had the most amazing day and apparently i wanted to speak to you all so i um literally have had a very interesting week and I've had a lot of really good conversations truth be told I'm one of those people that I don't know if y'all remember that song where it says so you think very deeply and then I believe the person was like yes yes I do I have a tendency to think very deeply and sometimes I believe is to literally it may be to I don't even know to a fault that's the best way for me to put it because I do I think very very deeply I'm constantly looking deeper into a situation I'm constantly um, trying to look at it from all different sides and I came across a book that I wrote a long 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 time ago about 25 years ago and 
as I started reading the paragraphs, what I realized that I was trying to do when I wrote Perfect Illusions of Love, what I was trying to do was dissect the book that I had originally written and I was trying to break it up to where I would have the sequel or it would just continue to maybe even a trilogy based off of that book. But when I started reading the actual paragraphs, I was like, girl, girl, <laughs> this is so good. Like, how come? And then I kind of questioned myself, like, why didn't I just start with this and end with this? Like, why did I break it down and try to dilute it? Now, one of the reasons why I know that I tried to break it down and tried to dilute it is because I wanted to do what's considered a character build. So instead of just coming straight out the gate with the actual storyline, what I was trying to do was build the characters so that that way, as we unfold and we go into the plot in the thick of the book, you would have a better relationship with the characters in the book. But when I started reading my work, I was like, this needs to be out already. It should have been out already. Why did I do it the way I did it again? So I started second guessing myself. I mean, the book Perfect Delusions of Love, don't get me wrong. I've gotten a whole bunch of, you know, positive feedback about it. But when I read my actual blueprint of where that derived from, I was like, I've got to get this out like yesterday. So over the weekend, I'm not going to like write the book tomorrow, but over the weekend, I'm literally going to take time out to reread my own book that I wrote in order for me to figure it out, like to figure out how I can get this next book out. I remember <laughs> when my aunt, so my uncle purchased the book, Perfect Illusions of Love. He purchased it as a gift to my aunt for their anniversary. They've been married for 30 plus years. And she called me and told me, girl, I finished that book in one sitting. It was just that good. And how in the world, why would you end it the way you ended it? So I'm so excited about that because now that I'm able to, you know, go back into it and go back and, you know, I can go back and revisit. But the more that I started reading these paragraphs, the more that I started reading, I was like, this is so rich, Lord. This is so rich. So, so rich. So, yes, that's going to be one of my projects that I, I begin to go back and revisit. What projects have you actually laid on the sidelines Constantly saying, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it. Then you look up and it's like months has passed. Years have passed. And you are like, I know I said I was going to do it, but I got sidetracked. I know I said I was going to do it, but this is what happened. I'm tired of the procrastinating. Especially when it comes to my dreams. Now, yes, there are a lot of my dreams that I have literally seen manifest and come into fruition, but there are layers to my dreams. And so to only see one layer come to pass when there are several layers, it could become a little bit discouraging. And so when I was reading the paragraphs, what I started to realize is that the motivation is there. The drive is there. 
It's just a matter of setting time aside. It's just a matter of sitting down, getting in front of my computer, shutting myself off to the world, and honing in on that gift and those talents. And allowing it to have its perfect place so that my imagination can be put to work. I already have the blueprint. The hard part is already done. It's just a matter of marrying the two. So now that I have perfect delusions of love out there, and now that I have done the character building, there's a few more characters that I am going to introduce, but now I gotta figure out how to bring it together. And sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes you do have to set yourself aside, set set some you know time aside in order for you to figure out how am I gonna bridge this gap like I have this over here that I'm trying to do I have this over here that I'm trying to do I know when I bring it together it's gonna be something beautiful it's gonna be something amazing but how do I bridge that gap and if you take time out to look really deep you'll probably recognize that what's holding you back from bridging the gap is the time that you're setting or not setting aside. And so once you reorganize, and I'm talking to myself, because they say the word is a two-edged sword. So I'm speaking to you, but I'm also speaking to me at the same time, kind of giving myself instructions on what I need to do differently if I want to see a different result. And what I do want to see is the sequel to manifest. What I do want to see is the sequel to Perfect Illusions of Love to be out there what I do want to do is be able to, you know, listen to my audience's reactions when they read the sequel. And I just, I want to put her out there. I want to put the other part of her out there. I'm talking about the character. And so, yeah, that's going to be my project this weekend. Now, I know that there are literally 24 hours in a day. And I know that it seems like it's not because so much has taken place that we look up and 24 hours feels like two minutes and time management is something that I believe that I I tend to struggle with a lot because I have a full-time job and that full-time job can go anywhere from eight to ten hours in a day sometimes a little bit over ten hours and then I have to get my mind right in order to sew into my dreams and to spend time on my dreams some people have got that down to an art. I'm trying to be like you. I can't wait to have it down to an art. But I'll give you a prime example. So tonight I was um, I had I was working on my dream job. So got off of work of my primary job, and then after I got off of work, I was like, you know what? My daughter wanted me to go take her to do some things. I took her, ran errands. We came home, and then I. Thought I was just laying down to just relax. Honey, I passed all the way out. So that's how I know that I'm exhausted. So I pass out, wake up. As soon as I wake up, I look at the time. And instead of the movie that I was watching, instead of me watching a movie, the, the movie was watching me. So then I roll back over and I'm telling myself, I'm like, girl, you got an appointment. You got to be on. You have got to be online at no later than 945. It was 9.33. And I was like, okay, you got this. You got this. Just rest a little while longer. Just give yourself a little bit of time. You're going to be all right. Next thing I know, 
It is 10.15 when I wake up. So then I was like, okay, you're real late now, girl. I hurried up, you know, beat my face real quick. And then made sure everything was everything. My presentation was all nice and all that stuff. And then went live. So as I'm going live, of course, I'm so transparent. You know, I had to tell the people, aside from the fact that I almost said, um, <laughs> welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. We're going to just put that aside. And it's a totally different platform. But anywho, I work through it. They know me. I'm always, you know, making those type of errors. They charge it to my head, not my heart, and we're all good. So as I proceed with that whole process, I'm thinking like, before you came on, you were already having a battle in terms of coming on. But as I got into that element, I no longer was in a hurry to get off. The more people that started logging on, my energy level shifted. And then all of a sudden, it's like I wanted to be there. And then I went from wanting to be there to cracking jokes because I like to crack jokes. I like to keep it 100. I like to just have a good old time and make people laugh and forget about their cares. Even if it is for 15 to 30 minutes, that's what I like to do because we got enough pressure in a lot of areas of our lives. And sometimes you just need a point of exhaling. That's all we need. Once you get that then you're like, okay, I'm ready to tackle the rest of the day or I'm ready to tackle the rest of the evening or I'm ready to tackle the rest of the week. It just depends on what you got going on. And so I literally was like, girl, your energy changed. Look at you. You went from extremely exhausted to I don't know if I should go on to, oh, child, now you're late to, okay, here I am. How are y'all? How you doing? And... I'm glad that I did not listen to that little voice that was like, girl, don't even waste your time. Just go on and do you. Don't even waste your time. Just you could try again tomorrow. I'm glad I didn't listen to that voice because that voice would have kept me from making some money, honey. That voice would have kept me from encouraging someone on tonight. That voice would have kept me from being able to smile and, and shine and allow the joy on the inside to go all the way out. That voice would have kept me from being able to just greet people. Because I love to greet people. I love to encourage people. So it would have kept me from doing that. So I'm so glad that I didn't listen. Now it would have been easier for me to roll over and go to sleep. And sleep the rest of the night away. Trust and believe that. That would have been so easy. But what I am learning is that. You do have to truly fight for your dreams. You truly cannot give up on your dreams. Even when you are ready to throw in the towel. Even when you are just like, oh my God. When I think about how many hours I done put into this. Is it even worth it? I think about all the people that have gone before me. I think about all the people that literally where they thought that they had a five-year plan it turned out to be a 15 to 23 year plan but they never gave up on themselves i thought about the people that literally may be 10 to 15 years older than me before that spark hit them and now even after their demise their their name is in households I thought about 
how many people have gone before me and literally will sing that song of never give up on yourself. Don't you give up. And then I thought about the fact that this ain't even about me. All that I'm doing is for my children. All that I'm doing is for those days where maybe they've tried talking to someone, but they feel as if no one understands. Well, as long as this podcast exists, my babies can log in to the Dear Future Hubby podcast and glean from some of the things that their mom has experienced. Maybe it'll help. I don't know. But it's an option. And so the more that I think about why I do what I do, the more I think about my driving force, the more I think about the desire to leave a legacy for my children and for my children's children and for their children. The more I think about my footprints in the sand and the more I think about the little girl in me who knew no boundaries, it allows me to shake the dust off and try again. And to keep trying until I hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I don't know what your driving force is. I don't even know if you have a driving force. But if you don't, I pray that you get something to motivate you, something to push you to be greater, something that will allow you to tap into the essence of who you are, the beauty of who you are. And that even when it seems as if you have forgotten how to dream, maybe someone's tried to stifle you. Maybe they've tried to sift you as wheat. Maybe they've told you that your dreams aren't even worth having. Maybe they've told you that you're not worthy of dreaming at all. Whatever the reason is that you might have given up on yourself or you might have sold out on your dreams. You might have even buried your dreams. I hope that you will find it within yourself to reconnect with either the child in you or the person in you that once dreamed unapologetically. I hope that you reconnect with that person so that you can fulfill the desires of your heart, so that you can see those desires come into fruition. I don't know when, because I know, honey, I'm still fighting for my dreams to come true. Yes, there's a lot of dreams that have come true. I remember when I was a child and I wanted to be a published author. I look at some of my journals and it's it was within my, my journal. Like literally, I had written that so many times. I don't even know how many times I wrote it, but I wrote it enough. And then not only did I become a published author once, 
but I doubled that. God did exceeding abundantly above all that I asked or even imagined. And then to have my best friend tell me, girl, you got even more books that are coming to come out of you. And then for me to stumble upon my blueprint of a book that I wrote over 20 something years ago and for me to read it and be like, and that's the second time y'all. So I've been writing literally my whole life. But that is the second time that God has allowed me to see some of my work. And he's just like, I put this in you, not for you to bury it. I have a poem called, What Did You Do With Your Talents? And I wrote it from the perspective of God. What did you do with your talents? Did you bury your talents or did you use your talents so that God could get all the glory? What did you do with your talents? Did you misuse your talents? Did you mistreat your talent? What did you do with your talent? And I'm constantly having to remind myself that this is not my talent. It has been gifted to me from God. And it's not for me to bury it. It's for me to use it for his glory. It's for me to use it to grow. It's for me to use it to encourage others. It's to be used, not misused, not abused, but it's to be used. And so the more that he keeps bringing to my remembrance, I put that in you. I put writing in you. Don't stop writing. And so that's going to be something that I focus on this weekend. I'm going to listen to what he said. And I might even share some of the work because maybe it'll help someone. Maybe it'll inspire someone. Maybe because I've, I've heard, I've read some, of blo some blogs that some of my dear friends have started. And I'm just like, all of that talent, Lord. Give her the platform to be able to use that talent and share it with other people. Don't let her lay on that talent. Don't let her brush it to the side. Don't let her minimize the talent. Don't let him minimize his talent. It's so many people that I believe that God has blessed me to come into contact with that they aren't, they just don't, it, not only do they have great, pure hearts, but they are great people. And so I believe each one of us have has greatness within us. It's just a matter of tapping into it. It's just a matter of getting around the right people who will help you to grow when it comes to your greatness. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Where's your iron? Who's sharpening you? Who's helping you to become the best version of yourself? That's what I'm waiting for, looking for, pining for, praying for. To be surrounded by the people, the right people, my own tribe, where there's no intimidation, there's no... Um, what is it, Lord, where they want you, they want to see you win because they know if you win, they're going to win too. Where there's no jealousy, no underlying insecurity, where there's no indifference, where there's no hatred or strife or discord, where they truly will for you to accomplish all that God has for you. 
Who is holding your ladder? Who is a part of your tribe? Sometimes we got to ask ourselves those questions. I know I had a friend of mine that um, I love when I talk to her. Every time I talk to her, I just, I get to see, I get to see me in a different light. I get to see her in a different light. And I get to listen to wisdom from a totally different perspective. And we were having this conversation and I was talking to her about a very apparent enemy that's in my life. And we hear this all the time about praying for our enemies. But how many of us really do that? How many of us really pray for our enemies? And not a prayer like, Lord, destroy the enemy. No, but a prayer like, Lord, bless this person. Bless this person beyond measure. Let them not want for anything. Let all of their dreams come true. Unapologetically, let them be the greatest version of themselves. Let them reach every single hidden goal that they have. Let them soar, Lord. Let them soar in ways they didn't even know that they could. Let them shine in ways that they didn't even know that they could. Bless them indeed. Enlarge their territory. Place your hand before them so the enemy will not hurt or harm them. Do not allow any harm to come near my enemy's dwelling. How often do we pray for our enemies and, and wish them nothing but the best? How often do we desire for their dreams and goals and aspirations to be reached beyond measure. How often do we do that and genuinely mean it? I remember one day I was having a conversation with God and he was like, do you know why I have you pray for your enemies? I said, no, I don't. I, I don't think I've ever understood that. I don't even know why you would have me do that, Lord. And I remember hearing because sometimes your enemy is truly a friend, a friend that has lost their way, a relative that has lost their way, an associate that's lost their way. But when they're in their right mind, they're a friend to you. When they're not hurting, they're a friend to you when they haven't been rejected. They're a friend to you. But in their sunken hour, they may spew how they're feeling on you because hurt people hurt people. So in that moment, that's an enemy. But if you pray for the enemy, you'll look up and y'all be friends again. I was like, oh, okay, huh. Is that how you feel about Satan and Lucifer? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you ever look at, you never look at the devil and be like, huh, you know, you used to be in heaven with me, Lucifer, and you were over the angels and praise and worship and now I call you Satan, got cast out of heaven, but I still love you though. And I thought about it and I was like, well, I guess technically that is kind of how you feel. Because truth be told, you God Almighty, you could have cast him out of heaven. 
and off the face of the earth but you chose not to so you operated in mercy and we're, we're made in your image so we should be doing the same thing so guess i answered my own question it's all good lord yeah that's where you're god because I, I just couldn't do what you do i mean i try my best to but honey i failed miserably sometimes i'm not even gonna lie lord it's sometimes it's very difficult for me to pray for my enemies Sometimes I'm even looking at you sideways like, uh, you want me to do what and why? Didn't you just see what they did to me and you want me to pray for their best life? Whew, you got jokes. But I get it now. I get it now. So when you have certain people in your life that are able to help you see beyond the pain, beyond the rejection, beyond the hurt, and allow you to see these same people who you may call enemy as someone who's truly not your enemy. They're just allowing the enemy to use them. Yeah, you might have a change of heart. I welcome it. I welcome it. I think God does too. So this is going to conclude my episode on this evening, but... Normally, I would read a letter to my future hubby, but I'm not going to do that on today because I really just wanted to talk. And for those of you that have never listened to any of my episodes and like, what in the world is this girl? That's what I do. I don't rehearse anything. I just speak from my heart. I just speak from my heart. And if it helps someone, great. Then that means that I'm doing exactly what I was called to do. I hope that you have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.